Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I am back today with an old guest, I think Aiden, you featured on episode 13 if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Um, Aiden Tristan, back on the potty again, founder of OCDC Clothing, a streetwear brand with purpose. Um, I'm so keen to, to chat to you about how everything's been going since we last caught up as you know you know your episode's one of my favorites I always refer back to it uh I just enjoy your vulnerability um and I'm really looking forward to talking more about everything that's happened since today so welcome back how are you yeah not too bad but but rough from this morning's flight yeah we're (laughs) we're surviving it was a bit dodgy but that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah still better than driving but yeah we're all good it's nice to be back in Auckland so nice yeah we're we're glad to have you back here so for those who aren't as familiar could you tell us the origin story of OCDC and and why you started it yeah so um uh, when I was like mid-teenage years um I was diagnosed with OCD one of the ways I figured out a way of communicating that and um me just helping myself and having a creative outlet was designing and creating clothing so I was just making stuff for fun um I found it was a good way to kind of relax in that you know what I mean like yeah just ease my brain ease my mind through creativity and then obviously I started putting that on t-shirts and stuff started palming them off to my mates making them wear it to town <laughs> uh, all sorts of stuff <laughs> love that. yeah just anything to get it out there and I fell in love with um the business of that really and now we're kind of here so it's like my full-time job and yeah, yeah it's just been this weird weird journey really it's yeah. not something I ever saw coming so it's been interesting <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so it's now your full-time job the last time we spoke it wasn't right so yeah, tell yeah. us about that transition I think we chatted like two weeks before lockdown like it yeah. was it was real weird time in like two three weeks because I remember like at the end of the podcast saying something about like oh I hope this like coronavirus thing like doesn't affect mm-hmm. anything in New Zealand and then I always remember referring to that because then suddenly it just hit out of nowhere lockdown was the best thing that ever happened to my business lockdown was probably the worst thing that ever happened to me personally so wow, it's like two okay. like complete opposite ends of the spectrum lockdown I was like kind of just coasting I was like making some clothes um just working my laboring job kind of just stuck in that middle of like I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah, so I, in lockdown, I was like, I've got like four weeks at home. Like I can make this business work. Otherwise, I can quit and just do something else. So I was like, literally told myself, like, you make it work now. You don't make it work. So I just went hard like on social media, like ads, everything. Um, obviously, the podcast, sharing that around really helped. Um, so we gained like quite a big following just over that lockdown because everyone was on those phones and yeah. technology and they're all tapped in. So after that, we did our, f- our first release after lockdown. It was the most orders I'd ever done, like, to that date. And obviously, like, smashed out of the park now. But just, like, every collection after that, more and more people. Things like TikTok as well, taking off. Like, just, yeah, the journey of making it, like, my full-time job. So, yeah, it was, yeah, lockdown was weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah. So many things there. So yeah, yeah. The first one, you know, you spoke about how 
you gave yourself this time and you're like, okay, it's now or never kind of thing. It yeah. seems like that was a bit of a make or break moment for you in terms of whether or not you continued with the business or not. Yeah, yeah, because I originally had like my store and stuff like that too. And I just, yeah, yeah I kind of didn't want to be like one of those people that had like a business for like 10 years after work or something and was like, oh, you know, one day I'll do it one day, you know, mm. and just like coast and like mess around. And I was just like, no, nah, I can make this work now or I can, it's obviously not for me, you know what I mean? Mm. It's maybe it's the story's helped one or two people, but maybe there's another time for another chapter in my journey. But um, obviously, yeah, that, that wasn't really the case. It kind of, I think I started finding my feet and where we belonged as a brand and slowly realized what people like got engaged with and what people loved and yeah just really worked my ass off on social media really yeah uh, okay yeah and yeah. what was the the trigger to giving yourself kind of this it's now or never type moment I realized that when I went into that uh lockdown I did not want to go back to work so right. I was like I either okay. make this work or like I obviously did go back to work but mm. it was definitely a different um business was looking a lot better than it was you know a month before so yeah I just I just didn't want to go back to work <laughs> probably like not like no a lot of people yeah yeah so I was like no nah, I'm done <laughs> yeah let's get out of here yeah awesome okay and then so you kind of made some changes to social media found out what worked what didn't and it seems like you narrowed down on the brand a little bit more yeah 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 so we obviously weren't doing like events and stuff like that as well I feel like I was trying to do like whole bunch of everything yes instead of just doing what I loved and what I felt worked for us and I think mm. narrowing that down and then really finding our audience was massive for us so yeah yeah it is like a uh I guess it's a hard place that passion projectors and side hustlers and business owners and people with a thing of some kind come to where you're trying to make the distinction between what feels right what's authentic and what works and yeah. if those things are the same and yeah yeah and you yeah, and, and clothing, well, like any product, it's hard because you don't know if someone's going to love it the way you love it. Right, yeah. Or like vice versa. Like most of the stuff that I've released that's been the best, I've thought is the worst. So mm. I find if I don't like it, other people love it and it's the best selling product. It's the weirdest model ever, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's always the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think are some of the common themes that have come out of that that make, that have made you more, I guess, successful or grown the brand more than it was growing before? I like to like engage with people a lot more socially through the brand. A couple of weeks ago, we did a friend tea and it was, um, you could put, it was like a, you know, you've got a friend if you need it sort of thing, yeah. you know, and especially because a lot of people do spend a lot of their life alone or have a lot smaller circles than others, you know what I mean, yeah. socially. So I made this tea and um, everyone could put their name on the back and we had some quite like well-known people put their names on the back of the tea too. So it was like, you could look at the back and see all the names of these people that like had your back yeah. and like times of maybe you're having shit times or good times. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's been stuff like thinking outside the box, like how can this piece of like clothing make someone else feel or yeah. how can it make them react or something? I think that's been a lot of it instead of just being like, okay, this kind of looks cool. Yeah. yeah I think it's been more the message of the story. How does that, touch someone or how does that help someone or impact somebody else yeah mm. I think that's really been a lot of it and I think that's been a lot of the change mm. so yeah yeah it seems like connection has always been a core part of what you've done whether or not you've been able to I suppose articulate that or, yeah. or not it's always been a big part of the brand yeah yeah like even weird things like I hate doing Loki hate doing TikTok lives but like doing the TikTok lives <laughs> engaging with people like I know about these guys' personal lives that come on there yeah. and like try to remember their names and just, I don't know, it's, I guess it's like the cool part, you know what I mean? So Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's weird though, yeah. That's so interesting. And where do you, and, and well, I guess, you know, this we semi-spoke about in the first episode, but where has that 
passion for connection come in uh, and I suppose what has led to you making that a core part of OCDC? It all falls back to the mental health thing, really. And it's, you know, it's that, you know, you've got your problem or you've got your situation and in your head you'll convince yourself that you're the only person with that situation and and it's just having that connection with others, whether or not they're in a situation or not, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just having that social interaction with other people that might be going through something similar like you or, um, yeah, or just, you know, living their life. I think that's probably part of the connection because yeah. I used to isolate myself a lot, so I think it's that. And yeah. it's interesting because <laughs> almost outside of that or as a result of that isolation came this creative outlet, right? Yeah, yeah, well and truly, yeah. Kind of locking myself away and creating through a way that I found worked is, yeah, seen a lot of people and found a lot of people and, yeah. Mm. Now I see random people wearing it down the street, which is just interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and mental health is something in your journey with that. We went quite in depth within the last episode. And like you were saying, you know, lockdown has affected you personally quite a lot and, and you've had those personal challenges. Tell us a little bit about how that's developed since we last spoke. Yeah. So um, like anyone, I think anyone has those like trials and tribulations in their life. I think everyone has that like, certain times or whether it all hits them at once is a different story so um I was going through a lot when that podcast did come up and I think lockdown and stopping like being busy I guess like you know having those distractions are just go to work or play footy or on the weekend or something Mm -hmm. I think taking all that away and I know this happened to a lot of other people as well is like realizing oh shit this is actually how I feel or something like really sitting in how you feel so uh, it did lead to me getting a bit more unwell than I ever had been and um so yeah, I, I went through a really, really rough year uh, that over that like 12 months since that last lockdown. So I ended up having to um, leave my job and that for mental health reasons. Um, I like the doctors, because I was working with heavy machinery and that, the doctors just like, it's just not safe for you to be doing that. So yeah, I ended up really like being like backed up and held up by like my flatmates who are my family. And yeah, just ended up kind of feeling like, not that I'd lost everything, but I was just like, now it's like make or break. But it was funny because ever since I like lost lost my job, but had to like finish work and take a step back and really like start counselling properly and you know do all these like mindfulness courses and things that like self love, which I just thought were weird two years ago, but now I'm like that's literally the greatest investment of your life. <laughs> like mm. getting into all that, uh, the brand just started growing more and more. And as the more I had time with it at home, the more it started growing. And I was like, maybe maybe I don't need a job, you know what I mean? And maybe yeah. if I work on myself and better myself, I can get to that get to that stage. So that was like a massive part of it. I remember there was, um, yeah, like without diving into anything, because I don't want to, last thing I want is someone else like being triggered by anything. But there was a night where I was in hospital and um, I remember just lying there at like 3 a.m. And I was like, right, I can either be like, this the rest of my life like back and forward like every couple years you know do okay shut something down not address it and then break down a couple years later or I was like or if I really want to like achieve my goals or really want to like be the dad I want to be or be the friend or be like the brother I want to be I need to address it and like kick its ass really Mm. and so that was my dilemma moment and ever since then I've just like worked so much harder on myself wow yeah yeah Yeah. that sounds like an extremely pivotal moment and then I think people who are often, often struggling with their mental health might have these moments, but then from there, it's like, what do you do? Like, what yeah. are the first few steps? How did you discover what those steps were for you? Stripping everything back to, I, I think what really helped me was I had a really good counsellor and we figured out what was like, 
the root of where my stuff developed from, like mm. which was my obsessive compulsive disorder. So I think figuring that and out and not being afraid to dive into it is actually the most rewarding thing because then you mm. figure out how everything else works around you and you understand yourself like more than ever. So, I mean, it might not be specific for like everyone with their mental health, but for like me with OCD, that was like massive. So I felt like it's like weirdly like born sort of again, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. 24, I like felt like I started again and I was like yeah. fresh slate let's do it so yeah it was really weird but that's always been like and I tell anyone that openly like that was the pivotal moment for me it was like lying there like right like I don't want to do this for my whole life like yeah obviously I've got problems anyone's got problems I can work even harder to you know give myself a better life and fight them back and you know yeah yeah. it's an extreme level of vulnerability you have to have with with yourself in that moment to kind of almost admit to yourself that you don't want to do this anymore and yeah yeah something that needs to change yeah, yeah, just being like true to yourself really. It's not about what anyone else sees on you on the outside or how you present yourself or what your job is, you know what I mean? It's mm. about you and like being selfish is like in some weird ways is one of the best things you can do, mm. and, and you know, in, in terms. But yeah, I and I think that was one thing I was like, you just have to care about me and it's my opinion on me is the thing that matters here. So yeah, and exactly. I want to have a high opinion. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and something else you mentioned was how you would look back two years ago, you would have looked at mindfulness courses and things like yeah, that. Like, yeah, You know, how has that journey been for you, changing that mindset, I suppose? It was, it's been massive. Like, obviously anyone has their, like, bad days and stuff. And, and like, as a guy, I, was, I think I was the only guy that was at this mindfulness course, and it was, yeah. like, all, like, 40-year-old woman. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Like, it was real interesting. But honestly, it's probably the most rewarding thing I did. For me, like, and especially, like, talking to other guys that might be listening to this, like, like working on your mental health is no different to, like, being in the gym, like, grafting for your physical health. Like, mm. it's just as important. I find the balance between those two is, like, yeah, it's unstoppable. So it's hard as a, as a guy. Yeah. And it's hard. It's more hard to be vulnerable. Yeah. You've got to be working as hard on your mental as, as your physical health. So 100%. Yeah. And on that as well, like, how have you found, if any, that stigma around, especially men and mental health and being open about that and, and your story? I think over the last few years, I've watched it, like, slowly improve. Like, I think mm. a lot of more people address, like, men need to talk. And, and it's still got a long way to go in New Zealand. But, yeah, I, I think it's slowly improving over time, which is why we release our, like, boys do cry sort of thing. Like, mm. it's our whole little line, which we'll be doing more on later this year. Um, and then we donate that those proceeds to lifeline but it's hard at first because when I first started going back to work or one or two places where you'd people would see your story in the paper or something like that one or two guys did laugh like about the mental health stuff and I was like I'd hope in 10 years it wasn't that wasn't the case and I don't know if it's just a small town thing but Mm. you'd hope in 10 years like that wouldn't be a laughing thing anymore you know what I mean a lot of people are absolutely very split across different generations about guys should hard enough or guys can talk guys can come forward it's yeah it makes no difference so yeah it's it's an interesting one it's a long way to go I think Mm. yeah it just kicks you yeah yeah it was very rare like it was a very rare circumstance but it just shows that it does it does happen it doesn't matter so as you were saying your story does impact a lot of people and I, I know that you've had people come up to you before like what impact from your perspective have you seen that these stories and your brand has had on people um, one like notable one. Oh, someone came up to me in Coach Kings earlier today. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's happening <laughs> but, even today. <laughs> but I love um, that. yeah. So, uh, I had a message from this person who um had a sibling. It was a sibling or a relative, and they 
uh, had a sickness and um, quite a bad, you know, like long-term sickness. And um, they were a massive fan of my brand. I said, I like to like give something like from me. And I remember just writing this letter and um, I can't remember what I wrote about. I can't remember her name or anything, but I gave this letter in this t-shirt and it was something about feeling like flawed, but like still worthy. Mm. You still deserve anything that, that comes to you, you know what I mean? It was just a random piece I'd released at one time and I remember receiving a video of this girl and she was like touched by like this piece that she received and I was like so conflicted. I was like, how does someone feel such a reaction towards something I've made on my computer? You know what I mean? Like I don't understand it. So it's like little stuff like that that's just been like super rewarding. But mm. yeah, it's still hard to like get by. You're like, how does... To me, I'm like, I look at something for hours or something. I'm like, oh yeah, it's sweet might pay pay my bills for a week or so but yeah you <laughs> never see it as like anything that yeah I guess that started the tapping into the messages of what really touches people so yeah it's been weird seeing stuff like that that was probably my most notable one though like in the back of my head yeah yeah I always think of yeah do those stories do you think impact like the brand at all moving forward and how you do things or what you do I, I think so yeah I think it definitely shows the direction that because it's not just yeah if it does financially well, that's a great thing because it's business. But if yeah. it does well for me personally and helps me like as a character as all my development really helps me feel like, I don't know, like valuable to like one or two people, that's like massive for me too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like having a strong purpose and why within, within business makes it easy to put a lot of time and energy into it as well because you love it. Um, it can also have consequences though especially to your mental health when it comes to I guess going all in on something which yeah, I it seems yeah. like you would be quite familiar with, yeah, yeah, well with and doing that and so how do you personally identify when you either need to step back or, or change your routine in order to support like yourself and OCDC yeah it's um it's weird because I was thinking about that like recently um I guess two years ago again I probably would have been like oh, you need to just keep going, keep going, keep going, which is funny because I watched your Instagram story about the praising, you know, that grind life and, mm. you know, not sleeping. And I absolutely hate that shit. It's so stupid. Like, it drives me, <laughs> drives me up the wall, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I used to consume all that information and for someone with, like, obsessive compulsive disorder, I was already obsessing over this business. So, yeah. for me, that was a, it's a really toxic combination. So, I find yeah. it funny, like, that. Instagram story but when I take myself away or like have more awareness now like it's actually the best thing for the brand when I'm not worrying about just stupid shit like numbers or certain sales or like those targets so I just find it's just easier to take a step back mm. it's really weird but I find the less I have my hands on it at times the better it runs so yeah it's weird but it works <laughs> so, mm. but yeah I've yeah like even like just making less TikToks and less Instagram stories. I'm like, yeah. I, I actually like, I just can't be bothered sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's the best thing to do at times because I've got to have, you know, yeah, got to have that balance. So. Oh, for sure. But yeah. Do you ever struggle to pull back or? I used to, but now I think that it's my full-time job. I don't because sometimes I just want to go home and like watch Netflix and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like anyone else after work. I don't want to sit there till like nine, ten o'clock at night being like, oh yeah, I've done like 15, 16 hours and. <laughs> Got paid like $3 an hour for it. So, yeah. No, I, I like to have my balance now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think comes with knowing I need to look after myself because if I don't look after myself to an extent, you know, the business isn't going to grow at all. So Definitely. it's that, that fine line, I think, which just comes with awareness, I think. So Yeah. And everyone has their own definition of balance too. Yeah. Like what's what's that for you? So I like to go to work at – so I've got a little office in um, town that I share with some other people. 
And so I like to go to work between like nine and 10. That's crucial. I don't like to set an alarm. My plus for the day is not setting an alarm nice. in the morning. And then I like to be home at like three or four if I can. Yeah. And then I kind of like to drop it from there mm-hmm. and not look at it again. But I tend to go, I'll make those hours like so productive and I'll yeah. not mess around too much. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'll make those hours and as good as a 10 hour yeah. shift and then yeah. leave it for the day. So I find, I find definitely getting out of that transition of, Working full time, and it's the hardest transition that working full time, run your business after work, try fit your social life in. Like, it does actually get a little bit easier, I think, which mm. it should. So, yeah, stick at it if, yeah, you're out there running a small business because it's bloody hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've kind of you've gone and, and done it. You know, you've had the, the full time gig and then you've transitioned away from that and you've hustled and you've had an in person store. And then do you, do you have still have that now? No, no, no. So, I, yeah, everything's just online. Yeah. Yeah, so move to everything online, but you've done the in-person retail thing. Yeah. Like, what are some of the core lessons you've taken out of that for other people with small businesses? You've got to find your balance that works for you. Yeah. Whether that's complete opposite of what I do, whether it's you want to work 10 hours a day or not. If you think that's balanced, then, <laughs> you know, more power to you. But, yeah, yep. you've, you've got to cater to you as a person, I think, it's like the most important part of business. The only other thing, yeah, yeah. The only other thing I ever figured out is that I hate retail. And I didn't realise. I'd never worked a retail job till I had a shop. So mm. I thought retail was like amazing. Right. And then, yeah, I opened retail. I was like, this sucks. Like, yeah. even though I was in charge, I was like, nah, that's not cool. Yeah. So, yeah. It seems like a big part of this journey for you has been understanding yourself and actually. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I guess it has in a weird way. I guess a lot of. The brand um, and even some of the stuff I've made has been a lot about finding me. And it's actually, maybe it's helped other people, but it's probably helped me more than anyone, mm. which is so weird. So a bit of a light bulb moment there, actually. So yeah, I, I think I've found myself more than anything through this brand, you know what yeah. I mean? And I didn't realize till one day I was with my counselor and she was looking at some of the stuff I was making and I didn't realize the messages or what I was telling her about stuff in my life was actually coming out on my clothing yeah so she'd be like this is actually this in your life like this is what you've done here or blah 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 and it was like a massive puzzle piece some like real like budget da vinci code thing like put together and i was like what the f-? like you know it's just <laughs> how your brain works is so weird but yeah, yeah i guess i've found myself more than anybody in this brand and other people have found a home in the brand too then that's mm. even better so yeah yeah exactly people can relate to that yeah. connection that you're providing for other yeah, people as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that's the most important part. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's been so good to catch up with you again and hear about everything you've been doing. Yeah, just congratulations on that whole journey because I can imagine, you know, the transition from I- every part of what is considered normal life to then that being turned upside down and then having your mental health as another element of that plus just the rigmarole of COVID yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is a nightmare. So just congratulations on everything you're achieving and continue to achieve. And I think my favourite thing about the brand is that it's so clear how much purpose is in it and that yeah. connection is at the core. And I think people are the the key to everything. So I just love that part of what is OCDC. Um, and yeah, can't wait to see where you go with that. No, thank you. Yeah. No, I think it's a cool little... This has been a cool little achievement for me today because at times I didn't feel like I was ever going to get, you know, yeah. the brand or myself back. So it's cool to see like the difference, I guess, in those those years of change. And your podcast has grown heaps too, which has been crazy. So good <laughs> <Yeah>. on you. <laughs> Thank you. And so how can people support you? Like tell us where they can go, 
What are all the all the things? Um, yeah, you guys can follow us at, at OCDC Clothing on uh, like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever you use. Um, if you've got an Apple phone, you can download the OCDC app. You'll get the drop notifications every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Or if you're in Christchurch, uh, come say hi to us on the 23rd of July. I can't remember the address of where we're having a <laughs> pop-up shop, but we're having a one-day pop-up shop anyway, that. so you'll, you'll find it. So, yeah, come say hi, um, buy some stuff, and, yeah. Sweet. (laughs) Thanks so much, Aiden. No, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.